0: In the last several weeks, you've heard us talk about government overreach as prophesied in the Bible. Well, this week, someone that works at a federal facility shows up and begins sharing what the Lord is doing through him at work. So we couldn't help but ask are there secret agents in the government? All this and more today on End Time. Welcome to End Time, and Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're so excited to announce to you that Understanding the End Time will begin being released on End Time Plus this coming Sunday. So Lesson 1 will release Sunday at midnight, that's Saturday night for some of you. You can go to endtime.com slash new, that's the page where it will be released. Understanding the End Time uh, 14 lesson series with Dave Robbins and there are Clips of Irvin Baxter as well. This has been a long time coming, and we're so excited that beginning this Sunday at midnight it will release. So be sure to go to endtime.com/new. If you're already an Endtime Plus subscriber, it's going to be free to you. If you're not, you can start a seven-day trial today, and uh, make sure that you get notified when that goes live on Sunday at midnight. So be sure to do that we're super excited about what is coming for understanding the end time we're excited about who all will be impacted by this project we're believing for great things so uh, make sure that you're praying with us about this series and its release and make sure you're signed up at endtime.com slash new so we're super excited about that uh, doug we're perhaps even more or equally excited to have a special guest with us. Absolutely. Uh, Ramon, please say your last name again. Alicia. Alicia. Uh, Alicia. Um I told <laughs> you that I was going to tell everyone that you're my dad because, well I mean, look at us, two very bald and beautiful men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as Joe would say. As Joe would say. You guys yeah.
1: look great.
0: And in fact, you kind of look like my dad, but you're not my dad. But you uh, are a longtime friend and partner of End Time. And so you came this morning for our prayer meeting, which uh, we have every single day here at eight o'clock with our team. And uh, you joined us for that. And it was a delight to have you and your wife with us. So uh, we just felt led, I guess, afterwards to ask you if you would join us and start talking about some of the testimonies that you have. Because if I understand it correctly, you are like um, 30 years, been, been following in time for 30, close to 30 years. Since 94, 95. 94, so almost longer than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry to do that to you. But uh, yeah, I guess tell everybody who you are.
2: Um, actually, I'm a nobody that believes in Jesus Christ. There you go. And I just raised Catholic and decided to just follow the path of Christ. And all of a sudden I have this fire for just teaching everyone about His love and His mercy. Cause you know, I'm a guy who walks in mercy
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it's important that people understand that even the troubled ones like myself <laughs> needed some grace and mercy amen. and i found it and i just want to share it
0: amen yeah. so how did you come about in time
2: uh, in 1992 i found a small little church and what surprised me was this woman was preaching and she was preaching so hard that her bobby pins just kept popping out of her hair, <laughs> but it felt like she was speaking directly to me. Mm. And I'm like, you know, how does she know about me? And I come to find out later that she wasn't the pastor. The pastor was having a triple bypass surgery, and she decided to hold, lift him up in prayer and preach for him. The following Sunday, I came back, and I saw the power and the drive that he had while his white shirt was trickling blood, because mm-hmm. the doctor told him, take a rest, take a break. But he showed the love that he had for God. And I, was, I said, I want that, I want that. Well, sure story, make it quick, got baptized, filled with the Spirit, start believing. And then I said, I'm hungry, I want to learn more. And then I read uh, Matthew 24,
0: 29. Oh, that'll get you in trouble. Yeah, and then
2: I started asking questions. And my pastor at the time didn't have the answer. And he basically said, you know, I I know a brother named Irvin Baxter, you know, follow him and he'll answer your questions for you, Mm. and the rest is history. And I just went with it. (laughs)
4: That's awesome. You know, they were teasing us this morning saying that he is the Doug of Ohio because our stories are are very similar. But one of the crazy things about it, as we've talked today, we found out how much more our stories are similar. And so it's it's amazing how God brings people together and. You know, I first met him in Ohio, so I want to kind of tell that story real quick because I got a picture to show. This was Brother Baxter's last uh, conference uh, before he passed away, so this was 2020, and there he is. I I saw these people kind of gathered over in the corner, and we have... uh, Ramon's friend that works here with us, Chris Wilson, and me and Chris Wilson have been buddies for a while since he's lived here in Texas. And he's told me about Ramon. And uh, and so uh, when we went to Ohio, I knew he was supposed to be at the conference. I looked across the room, I see this guy, I'm thinking, that's got to be Ramon. So I start walking over to him and you see me there in the picture I've got a black suit on and a black tie and he looked at me. Like one of those federal agents that are in churches. Yeah yeah and so when (laughs) when I walked over he kind of raised his eyebrows up a bit and said "Uh, sir are we in trouble? I said no man I'm Doug Norvell. I'm Chris's friend from Texas and he goes oh Doug hey and it was really cool. So that was the first time we met in 2020 actually met Face to face, we had we had talked to each other through emails and things like that before. But uh, he's doing a marvelous uh, work there in Ohio, and Mm -hmm. him and Chris were doing it as partners, you know, when they started. And then Chris kind of came down to Texas as kinda. fast as he could get down here. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those things. He wasn't born here, but he got here as fast as he could type <laughs> of stories. But he kind of left you high and dry there pretty much. To, to work this out for yourself. But God's been been real faithful to you and, and helped you
0: out. So he it's has. pretty amazing. So did it start with the magazine? Is that because back in 94, we weren't even on radio yet. So nope. how did you? figure out what we did.
2: Well, I read the message to the president book. Oh, okay. And that sparked and I'm like, man, I got this. He's got to have some more information out there because I couldn't reach out to him. Not with the technology of today wasn't around. Right. So magazines are coming out. I start buying magazines. I started buying and then I ended up buying that old flip end time
0: yeah, that he had a
2: flip chart. And I started teaching with that yeah. and going through the scriptures. And basically I was God was teaching me through His Word and what to share. And then I tried to explain what a lion with eagle's wings looked like, and boom, you guys already had the picture of it. There it is. And more and people started getting hungrier. But then time happened, my mother passed away, and I kind of walked away, and it was hard. And then for me to come back, I always wondered, I wonder if Pastor Baxter is still around. And then I hear, oh, he has a website, boom, right back into it again and haven't stopped since. Yeah. Haven't stopped since.
0: That's awesome. We're going to get more into those stories um, after the break that's coming up here. You don't want to miss what Ramon and his wife are doing in Ohio, They're doing a great work like Doug had mentioned. We'll get into more about. Uh, what happened after Doug and him met, and all the things that have developed since then. There's some awesome stories that we think you need to hear. I want to remind you again, don't forget that Understanding the End Time is releasing this Sunday at midnight. Endtime.com slash new is the link to go to. If you're already a subscriber, you're going to get it for free. If not, you can start the free trial today, and then you'll get it for free anyway. So go to endtime.com slash new and uh, make sure you're signed up to get the release of Understanding the End Time. We're taking your calls. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back after the break.
5: They that understand what is taking place will instruct many.
0: Except a man is born again.
2: Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end time prophecy. Call one 800 end or visit endtime.com events for more information.
0: Welcome back to The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell and a very special guest, Ramon, who is a Bible study teacher and much, much more in Ohio. He's been a follower of End Time for nearly 30 years and he started sharing some testimonies with us this morning. Doug and I were like, we've got to have him on the show to share it with you all. Uh, There are many of you out there who've been following End Time for a long time. You're teaching uh, the materials in your area and here's another example of Um, someone that is walking by faith and teaching the materials to people in their area, and God is doing a mighty work through um, he and his ministry. And so we're thankful to have Ramon here with us. We were talking a little bit before the break about how he got introduced to End Time. And um, obviously the title of the show is Secret Agents in the Government. So we got to figure that part out (laughs) before we go any further, Ramon, because... I guess maybe people might be thinking you're a secret agent in the government. Right. So we I don't want to tell people what you do. I would rather you do it because I don't want to say something I cannot. There are some things you've told me I can't say. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to mess that up. So go ahead, tell everybody what you do.
2: Well, I'm not a secret agent. Um, I'm a an individual who works for the government. Um, contract security officer for a government facility. Yeah. Um, probably the secret agent is the uh Secretly, nobody knows that I am a servant of the Lord, but they're starting to figure out that I am because I have an open Bible on my desk. I have End Time magazine laying around, and people come to me and they ask me, hey, uh, do you pray? I'm like, yeah, I pray. I have a need, and they'll take me to the side and they'll tell me what their need is. And I'm a type of person that I don't say, okay, I'll pray about it. No, let's pray about it now. And they walk away with hope. And, and they begin to understand that when there's a problem that the government that they work for can't help them. Mm-hmm. But there is a guy who sits in a corner. <laughs> he can pray to a mighty king who can deliver them. And yes. I've seen some people bring their grandchildren and tell me, hey, you know, my grandchild is sick. He, he's in a hospital, hasn't, he was born and he's been in there for three months. I would pray about it right then and there. And it's not me, it's that I know someone they can do a miracle, right? Mm-hmm. And a couple months later, they come back and tell me, "Hey, he's doing really good. Thank you for your prayer. Now I know who to come to." Yeah. So maybe that would be the secret agent area.
0: Well, without yeah. a doubt. So we've talked about government overreach and how right. there's, um, you know, the government is 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 coming out as infiltrating the churches to some degree, and um, listening in on what's being talked about and different things like that. And so when we start hearing your story, we go you know what, you know, people can get caught up and scared out of their mind about who might be sitting next to me at church. But mm. maybe we should start talking about who God has, who God has prepared um, to go into the mission field, otherwise known as federal facilities, mm-hmm. because what, you've, what you're doing every day in your place of work, that's your mission field, that's part of your mission field. And you're a born again believer and you're going in there, you're that secret agent for that local facility and God has you there for a purpose. And so let's highlight those secret agents that are all around the U.S. in these federal facilities. So um, yeah, some of those stories you told today, which hopefully we can get into some of those, um, excited to share today. Yeah, and you know, I mean, do you find, because
4: like you said, you have your Bible out and things like that, we talked earlier that you don't really go and try to force anything on anybody or, or promote Christianity there, but you you don't hide who you are. So they know who to come to. And it's amazing that, you know, they try to say, well, you got to keep church and state separate. You can't have the two together, and we know that's not what was really written about in the Constitution and everything, but the thing about it is, in a lot of government facilities, they won't allow you to talk about God. I I used to be a school bus driver for a while while I was doing youth ministry, and they wouldn't let me talk to the kids about God, but if they asked me a question, I was more than welcome to answer any question they had about God. And so, you know, I I know where you're at there because they all knew who I was and what I believed and would even, I would tell those kids on that bus, I'll pray for you. But isn't it amazing how God opens those doors for you and you'll see hardened people that you think, oh, you know, they they would probably never open up to the gospel of Jesus Christ, but then something happens in their life and they turn to you because they know you have that direct connection to, to Jesus Christ and it opens doors. Uh, That we look at and we go man that door will never open, but God says just watch. It's pretty amazing.
2: Yeah Yeah. It's pretty interesting, especially the area that I'm at important people walk in and I make sure that I made a habit to at least Put myself in their path and let them know. Hey, how you doing Oh, I'm Ramon. I'm so-and-so Yeah, I'm the first line of defense here So if you need anything, let me know would you like a bottle of water show a little bit of kindness And then right when they're leaving is when I stop in and say, hey, is there anything you want me to pray about? And they stop and look at me. (laughs) Well, matter of fact, yeah, I do. Right there in the middle of the lobby, I'm praying, (laughs) making sure that everybody hears me. But there's cameras everywhere, so everybody sees what I'm doing. Yeah. And they can also hear. But I make sure that I don't try to force it upon them because then it becomes a problem. Yeah. You know, so I try not to disrupt the atmosphere.
5: Right.
0: Can you share the story about the, um, the Muslim man that, that approached
2: you? Yeah, I had a, a, a young Muslim man come into the office and he saw my Bible and he said, Are you Christian? I said, Yeah, I am. He goes, Let me ask you a question. Where in the Bible does it say that Jesus says, I am God, worship me? And I smiled and looked at him and said, You're not going to find it anywhere in the Bible. He said, Absolutely. I said, But let me ask you a question. How do you know a thief is a thief? He said, well, I, by his action, you catch him in the action of stealing something. So, "Okay. well, let me ask another question. What happened when Jesus was in this room and people began to rip the ceiling and they brought a man down and he said, oh, wow, he's got sin. There's sin in this man's life. And the Pharisees came out and said, hey, only God can forgive. What did Jesus do? He not only healed the man, but he also told him your sins are forgiven. So by that action, what is he trying to say? And he looked at me and he went, remember the conversation when we first started? You say, you'll convert if I can prove it? Well, I am a man of my word. I'm going to have to go home and discuss this with my family. But you are the only Christian that has ever proven to me through the actions of Jesus, mm-hmm. and he walked away, and I'm sitting there like, yeah, I
0: did that. <laughs> that's awesome. What, what other? Uh, you mentioned before that uh, something about putting the in time magazines in this facility. Oh yes,
2: we had a gentleman who's in charge of uh, forensic in the computer. He can tear down your computer and find your secret. Well, he comes on and starts talking about this digital currency, and <laughs> do I like it? I said oh, it's a good idea, but what if? someone with the Adolf Hitler's mentality decides to shut your computer chip down or shut your digital currency down and says, I don't like the way you voted. I don't like the way you look. And he sanctions you the way they do countries. Well, that ain't going to happen. I pull out a magazine, end time magazine that talks about <laughs> digital currency, handed it to him and he left. Two weeks later, he comes back surprised, saying, oh my God, I didn't realize that this was a 2,000-year-old prophecy hmm. and I'm seeing it unveiled in front of me. But what is it about this thing about the red heifer? I pulled out the magazine that says <laughs> red heifer and said, here, read it. <laughs> he comes back and he's like, wow, 2,000 years and they finally have one? Are they really going to build this temple? I'm like, yeah, watch, <laughs> watch, watch it all unfold. So those magazines, please keep sending them (laughs) because they're reaching people in areas that we don't think can be reached.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, You know, thinking about back to to your start of End Time. So 92, you were born again. 94 is when you found End Time, I think is what you said. Mm -hmm. And you started getting the magazines in. Then you, I guess... Uh, walked away from the Lord, is that what you said before? Then, when you were starting that back up and um, growing in discipleship again, you found End Time Online. What happened from there?
2: Um, From there, when I saw that Pastor Baxter was still around, it gave me hope because I knew that he hasn't changed. And his message was still, come back home, do what you got to do, get right with God. Don't you want to be the one? to have your feet lifted off, of the, uh, off the ground. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing that I always remember, he says, you know, when your feet is lifted off the ground, you know you did it, you finally have succeeded. Yeah. And if it doesn't lift off the ground, then you have a lot to think about. And he always said, you know when you are success is when your feet lift, and you aren't no, when you're a total failure when your feet don't. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm like, man, I got hungry. So I started looking for a church and I couldn't find anyone anywhere because my pastor was the chef. And when you taste filet mignon, you can't find any other chef. <laughs> but when I found a pastor at New Hope Apostolic Church teaching the way he was teaching, I knew it was time to come home. And then I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go there, and she said, Well, okay. Well, I'm out of town. Go go without me. And the first message I heard when I walked through those doors is that the at the mercy seat, the blood is it covers the mercy seat, and the two angels don't focus on each other's dings from the hammer. Mm. They focus on the mercy. When I heard that message, I ran to the altar, and this big dude is laid out on the altar (laughs) crying, boo-hooing, and I said, I found home. And then I went back to end times and started going back, and when I blew out my knee, is when I, my wife bought all of the DVDs. When I say all of them, all of them, <laughs> from Understanding the End Times to the, the, the five series of Jesus' teachings and the Sonship Restored and all that. Yeah. And from there, I took the exam, signed it off, sent it in, mailed it in, and I get a, <laughs> a signed. My wife and I get a signed diploma yeah. with Irvin Baxter's name on there, And I'm <laughs> like, wow, I can do this. I can do this. And then I just started getting hungry to teach. Because the messages that he was teaching, it's so true and it, it hits the core. Yeah, absolutely. It really hits the core.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we will be taking your calls. The number to join us is eight seven seven End Time eight seven seven three six three eight four six three. Call us with whatever your questions might be, and we'll try to get to your um, try to get to your calls as they come in. We are talking with uh, Ramon, who is from Ohio, who's a longtime follower of End Time. Uh, he shared some stories with us this morning, came into our prayer meeting, which we do every single morning with our entire team, and it was extremely powerful today. It was one that, um, well, I, I document everything that I possibly can if I'm not recording it. i take uh, copious notes immediately following. And unfortunately, I wasn't recording today, but I did take notes because this is a day I don't ever want to forget. It was powerful, and uh, God did a mighty work in our team. And it was a pleasure to have Ramon and his wife here with us this morning. We do pray for your needs. We pray for our partners every single morning and whatever needs that you send in. Go to endtime.com contact. There's a form there. Fill it out and put prayer requests. We would love to pray with you as you are going through whatever it may be. Put it on there and our team will call out your name in prayer. And we've received so many notes over the years saying, uh, we got a letter from you saying that you prayed with me, and that same day, a miracle occurred. And we're not saying that that was necessarily because of our prayers. We're giving God all the glory for that. But we are somebody that you can actually send a message into, and we will call your name specifically. And the need that you're going through, we will call it out to the Lord. And um, so go to intime.com contact and fill out the prayer request form today. All right, so where do we go from here? You um, started teaching in time somewhere around there. It sounds like if you went through all those DVDs that you... now when your wife brought the DVDs home now, a lot of times it seems like the wives are on board before the husbands, but I don't know how this one played out. And You don't have to get into that. If you don't want your wife sitting right <laughs> over here, we might get a shoe that gets thrown this way. I don't know how <laughs> y'all operate, but, uh, I doubt she'll do that. Very, very nice lady. but. Um, how did that work out when she brings all these DVDs home? Was it like Christmas Day for you? Or were you like, uh, like, what in the world are you doing?
2: Well, when I blew up my knee, I was forced to sit on the couch. I couldn't move. And I told her, I said, I want to fall in love again with Jesus. I need help. So she orders these DVDs. And I start off with understanding the, uh, the end time with the first, first one. And I'm sitting there and I'm starting to get everything I've studied in the past starts coming in a, a, a form of a flood. And I'm like, wow, oh, wow, I remember. And New revelation starts coming. I'm taking notes and I'm watching, mind you, these DVDs are an hour long, mm-hmm. 12 hours.
0: You were like binging before oh. binging was a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: And then I, after the 12 hours, I'm like, well, I cut. you know, a couple more DVDs. I'll finish those tomorrow. And I couldn't put them down. And I told her, I said, I need more. I need more. So then she gets me the large series. Boom. One Case of DVD, done in one day. Wow! And I'm writing notes, taking notes. And after, once you know, you start consuming this, that hunger of sharing this, it's gotta go, it's gotta go, it's gotta happen. So then I start teaching and my first class, I had five people, but then the way I started was I said, I can prove that the United States is in the Bible, but if I can't prove it, here's a $500 check you can take home, but mind you, (laughs) The United States is not in there, just the symbolism of her existence. Yeah. By the time the class was over, put the $500 check in my pocket. <laughs> the next lesson, 10 more people, Five, um, 15 more people. And I'm like, wow, this thing is working.
0: Then I met Chris. You write blank checks. I mean, that, that's going to help bring people in. for sure. <laughs> you know, absolutely.
2: And people the weren't started getting around, they're saying, man, there's this guy that talks about the United States that's in the Bible where is he getting this from and of course i always get credit to end time and found out chris was involved in it i said hey dude let's do this let's do this and i was believing that we were going to take northeast ohio by storm (laughs) and then he leaves and go to texas (laughs) and i'm like what's going on lord but then in a dream god gives me a vision about this ministry called one drop and i'll tell you more about it if, if 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 there's time um how that dream came Mm -hmm. and
0: yeah we definitely want to hear about that we're coming up on a break so we won't have time to dive into that on this side of it but we definitely want to hear more about one drop on the other side of the break absolutely um, so, you, so, Chris kind of left you high and dry. You guys went from Sons of Thunder to something else, so we'll have to talk more about that later too. Yeah. Chris is a team member here at End Time, uh, so we're giving him a hard time. <laughs> He's sitting over here in the studio as well, but we'll be right back. We'll get to your calls. The number to join us is 877-End Time, 877-363-8463. We will be right back.
6: Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you.
0: Welcome back to The End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell, very special guest. Ramon here with us, Bible study teacher in Ohio, longtime follower of End Time. We're so honored to have him with us here today. Uh, He was just telling us about a ministry that he started called One Drop, and we don't want to skim over that because the Lord is doing great work through that. He's incorporating some End Time stuff with it. So, uh, Ramon, tell us a little bit more about what you got going with One Drop.
2: Well, One Drop was given to me eight years ago in a dream, And the dream based off starts off as I'm walking down this field and darkness is starting to encroach me. And as I begin to stand still, I caught looked up and there was this beam of light that came and just hit right where I was standing. And one drop of blood fell from the sky and hit the ground. And then all the darkness just spread out and disappeared. And I woke up and I told my wife, I said, Hey, I had a dream that just one drop of his blood is enough to save a soul. But he shed it all. What do I do with this? And she said, well, fast and pray about it. So I fast and pray about it. And it started off in our basement, in, a, in our small home in the basement. And started out with five people, just me and my children and my wife. And I told them, I said, go grab anybody, bring them. If they're afraid to come to church, bring them here. And God honored us when one day we were driving and I saw a man holding a sign that says, honk for Jesus. And I felt the Spirit tell me, pull Lay over. Lay on that horn. Uh, lay on that horn. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So I, I felt the Spirit tell me, pull over. Talk to him about me. Mm. So I told my wife, pull over. Went up to him, and he said, hey, do you believe in Jesus? I said, yeah. He said, let me pray for you. I said, sure, go ahead. And he starts to pray. And I said, can I pray for you? Well, my prayers are a little bit, you know, authoritative. and. <laughs> I and wouldn't get that at all. No, you know. No, <laughs> <That's> not <shocked>. <laughs> <laughs> And I started praying for him, and he looked at me, and he's like, what is this thing you're doing? I said, hey, why don't you come over to OneDrop? Here's my card. Just come. And I didn't think he was going to show up this Friday. I said, this Friday, come over and check it out. He came over and we started teaching on salvation and then started teaching about the gift of the Spirit. And I told him, I think his name was John. I said, John, would you like to receive it? He said, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. We prayed him through. (laughs) And then next thing you know it, I said, there's water. Would you like the water? He said, yeah, we baptized him and never saw him again. Wow. I believe he's out there doing what John used to do in the Old Testament. I mean, in the New Testament, spreading the gospel. So that's what I'm hoping that he's doing. Wow! But that was how I knew that God honored what we were doing, Mm -hmm. because he allowed that to happen. And then we ended up moving to a bigger house, bigger basement. And well, there was a time at the house that we were living at first. 27 people during COVID.
0: Wow. During COVID? During COVID. You're, you're such a rebel. Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I just couldn't, I didn't believe right. that the door should be closed. I mean, we, we talk about it. We might as well just exercise it. Right. 27 people. And we ended up baptizing two people there, mm-hmm. three people being slain in the spirit in the middle of our living room floor, people praying. I mean, it was powerful. And I looked at my wife, I said, I think we have something going on here. Yeah. And now at our new home we have 37 people
0: there's a photo of you doing oh you're baptizing someone here in this photo yeah that's that,
2: the the, the um, is that you
0: that's me okay the hat totally now, changed. Is, is
4: this in your basement
2: in the basement at our small home awesome in lakewood
0: yeah wonderful
2: <clears throat> and it was and that lady there um is the wife of a, a gentleman who was a uh uh president of a motorcycle club and this guy's intimidating, <laughs> but he loves God so much that when he begins to feel the presence of God, yeah. I guess now I understand what Quakers were back then, because <laughs> you can't stand next to him. It's no. like standing next to an earthquake.
0: Wow. So how do you, uh, you mentioned you incorporate end time. How do you do that? With
2: um, We start off with Bible study. Okay. We talk about um, events that are happening now and how it lines up with scriptures. And then after the teachings of, uh, of Bible study, we stand up stand in a circle and do the same thing we did upstairs, and we begin to ask people, is there any need? Mm -hmm. And then the spirit of discernment begins to work very well, and you start to read people's mail, Mm
5: -hmm.
2: and they start to understand, well, God is real, this guy's telling me things that I know he doesn't know. Next thing you know, it leads to being filled, Mm -hmm. being born again of the water and spirit, and we take off with that, but sometimes, the Bible studies are supposed to last an hour. <laughs> they, uh, they last for three hours long.
0: Well, Doug, uh, you're teaching a study right now, the new Understand the End Time series right mm-hmm. here in this building. Uh, in fact, some people can still come, right? If they haven't mm-hmm. been yet.
4: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So if you haven't been yet and you want to come you're in the Dallas area, go to endtime.com slash Plano RSVP today. It's every Thursday at 6.30 p.m that correct we'll that's make sure correct. that time is yeah. clear because there's been some confusion 6 every sunday go to endtime.com slash <laughs> every sunday there's, every, that's thursday. Why there's confusion. every
4: thursday every thursday 6
0: every thursday at six thirty. go to endtime.com slash plano and rsvp today do you experience that doug you i know that sometimes it's only supposed to last x amount of time and then somebody wants to talk more about i mean really anything you know you know how it goes. Yeah absolutely. It sounds like this is just a recurring theme like studies last longer because you guys aren't there just to punch a clock and get out of there. Mm -hmm. Right. You're there to love people. Yeah. And loving people doesn't have an end time. Right. You know it's like start and finish. You can advertise that it ends at (laughs) eight but (laughs) it might not end at eight. Correct. Because our first priority is loving people. Mm -hmm. So uh, it doesn't matter if they're gay, correct. if they're a government employee, if they're whatever, fill in the yeah. blank. Like, our motive is to love people.
4: Exactly.
2: exactly.
0: And so it doesn't always end on time. Right. And
4: you actually shared a little bit about some of the people. I think we might have another picture there of some folks. You told us about some of the lives that have been changed through this and their lives like, you know, I mean, when you met these people, their lives weren't where they are now. Correct. But, but the Spirit of God's moved on them and their lives are totally different because of this. And that's what the Lord does. You know, He changes people's lives. So we, we got that picture. It looks like just a big prayer meeting going on there. And <laughs> your is that your living room there? At your no, home, that
2: right? is the house of a young man. Okay. That came to us. He stated to me that he was an atheist.
0: Okay. And I said to him, you can't love atheists, right? You got. <laughs> that's where you're, you draw the line. Like no, a, everybody <laughs> needs to be loved. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs>
2: and I, the only thing I said to him, well, he came to our house because I took away his business.
0: What does that mm-hmm. mean?
2: He was a seller.
0: Ah, okay. okay. Oh, okay. Now and I'm with you. he
2: was very angry about it. So the person that I led to the Lord said to me, hey, so-and-so wants to come talk to you. And I call my son. I say, hey, come over. Something might pop, (laughs) but I'm cool with it. I said, bring him over. And he came over. And the first thing he said to me out of his mouth is, I don't believe in your God. I said, that's fine. He believes in you. Is it okay if I pray for you? When you throw that at them, it kind of catches them off guard. And he says, sure, nothing's going to happen. And put him in the middle of the living room. And I put my hand on his chest and I just started speaking to him, praying to him. And next thing you know, it, I feel... And I looked at my wife and she's like, he's crying. And then I told him, I said, God loves you. He loves you even exactly where you're at right now. The life that you are living, he loves you. Mm. And there's some things that he has been involved in, but you are not listening. And he fell on his knees crying. And I lift him up and he's like, what else do I need to do to get right? (laughs) That was a Saturday, Sunday morning at our church, we baptized him. (laughs) And three weeks later, he comes back He's like, my girlfriend needs to know about this. Can you come over and teach her Bible study? Wow. wow. And we went from there, and there were some pictures up there of a gentleman praying for his two granddaughters. One of them lived a different lifestyle.
0: Homosexual and, lifestyle.
2: Homosexual yeah. lifestyle. And when she felt the power of God, she immediately changed. And the reason why we're so adamant in teaching this is because we want people to know this is real right mm-hmm. this is not a fairy tale yeah. right. and the world that we live in today they need experiences of a mm-hmm. living God yeah absolutely and
4: it gives them hope I mean there's a lot of people that contact us that said you know we're just looking for hope I've got you know this loved one that's in this lifestyle and this person's doing this well where's the hope well that's mm-hmm. that's where that hope is and Introducing them to, to the Lord Jesus, letting them know how much He loves them. And if you could just lay your hands on somebody and pray with them, it's amazing what the Spirit of God can, can do to that person. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you, you shared one story earlier where you were uh, talking about uh, a couple of young men that were in a picture. And there was, uh, is this one of the guys that you're this talking is, this about? This is the one okay. I was speaking of, yes. Okay, so I think we might have that picture. Okay, so is, is this the young man?
2: The, <laughs> the thicker one. Yeah, that's the one that came to our house. The self-proclaiming atheist. Yeah, and his life changed. Well, his right-hand man, the enforcer. Yeah, saw his change, and he said, "What is this? I want to know more." Yeah, one thing led to another, and they're both coming. And look, they even stand like they're hitmen. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they do. But the (laughs) the gentleman, uh, the uh, brother Angel, the one in a dark suit. had a had a testimony that he didn't tell me about, mm-hmm. and he said, "I've been running from the law for seven years," mm. and I asked him, "What is it?" and he wouldn't tell me until we went to court, yeah. and I saw what he did, and he was facing 20 years. Wow! But God moved in that courtroom where the judge gave him one year probation. <laughs> wow. wow! And he just finished his probation last year. God has a job now. He's well because he hustled in the in the world. Mm-hmm. He hustled in this job, and he is the top seller wow was able to buy him home, and the home that he, that you saw as having that prayer was the home of brother angel, and there he is serving God. I mean that young man encourages me yeah when i 'm walking around, I think there's no hope, but then someone spoke to me today and told me, "I have a team for you, yeah, it's time for you to let them loose, mm. yeah, and wow. I believe that
0: yeah, wow, amen um. As an end-time Bible study teacher, have you ever gone into one of those uh, studies with the mindset that you're doing this to prove someone's prophetic views wrong? Is that why you host these events, so you can prove people wrong?
2: No. I, I host these events to show the people that the Word of God is real. Right. That it's not a fairy tale book. These are prophecies that were written so long ago, and that we are living in a time that we are witnessing in them, and even people that don't serve the Lord are questioning, something's going on. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, I always start off a conversation saying, hey, let me tell you how, what's going on. Did you know that this Bible said this was going to happen, or this event is going to happen, or this event? And they sit there shocked like they've never heard it before. Yeah. So I'm not here to prove a point. Maybe I am, I'm trying to prove to the world that God is real and He is more connected to us than we think.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. And it's amazing when you can take somebody like that they've lived a lifestyle they they've done something that is against the law whatever they've done but they don't understand that there's a calling on their life. They've tried to fill it with these other things and that's the problem, you know. I mean, God puts that God-sized hole in each of us that we need to fill it. And so many people don't understand that they need to fill it with God and then you know, God uses this ministry you've got to speak into these people and boom, they, they figure it out in an instant and their lives are changed immediately. And, you know, we talked about earlier before, we, we teach them the gospel. We get them filled with the Holy Ghost by praying for them. God fills them with the Holy Ghost. But we, we introduce them to all that. Yes. And then once God fills them with the Holy Ghost, then the work is His. He begins to do things. We, we don't have to police people and watch over every aspect of their life. We just let God do what God's gonna do. And we see what He's doing in these people's lives. I mean, people that were criminals, mm-hmm. and now they're leading people to Christ. It's because of the Holy Spirit of God. It's because He's enabled you to have this hunger to teach other people. They come into your Bible study, you introduce them to Jesus, He fills them with the Holy Ghost and boom. They're different people. So
0: the hope that's there to change lives, God can change lives. Ramon, have you had a chance to see any of the new Understand the End Time? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. Are you excited about it? Absolutely. When you
2: said it was coming out soon, I'm like, ah, not soon, but now this Sunday. This
0: Sunday. Absolutely. Understand the End Time comes out this Sunday at midnight only on End Time Plus. So go to endtime.com slash new. That's where it will be released every single Sunday starting this week go there today. We'll be right back.
7: I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day.
0: Welcome back to End Time. Vince Segal here with Doug Moravell and our very special guest, Ramon, who is a End Time Bible study teacher in Ohio and a whole lot more as you've heard so far. We're so delighted to have he and his wife here with us today. They've been here actually for several days and joined us for prayer this morning. And it's it's been a delight to have them and to get to talk to them. And uh, he's been a follower of End Time since 1994, so he's got many stories to tell and uh, we're very happy to have him now. Um, the show today is called Secret Agents in the Government. And so I wanted to highlight that one more time before we get to the calls. There are open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463 if you want to join us today. Perhaps uh, ask Ramona a question or uh, ask a prophecy question in general. We'll be happy to talk with you about that today. But Are you a secret agent, Ramon?
2: I am a secret agent of the kingdom of heaven. But not of the federal government? Not of the federal government, no.
0: So you work at a federal facility. Yes, sir. And of course you're employed there, but it's part of your mission field. Yes. And you've shared several stories that God is using you to minister to people while you're there at work. Is that just for people that work at a federal facility, or do you think that's true if you work at the grocery store or (laughs) Chick-fil-A or wherever it might be?
2: Well, if you're a shoe shiner, why not? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I mean, shoe shiners can save souls too. I mean, if you're working at a facility like at UPS, you know, and and you're a bigwig there, you're limited in saying some things, but your actions, your lifestyle, becomes your testimony, and people mm-hmm. tend to draw to that, mm-hmm. you know. And and once they know that you are a person of prayer, you'll always be the one that they come to. I mean, they, they'll always have their friends but they know that there's someone that makes that connection mm-hmm. and at the building I work at in the middle of the lobby I'm praying people I'm praying for people there and I even tell them I said look share this share this with somebody it's just not me here you know there's there's secret agents of the kingdom everywhere mm-hmm. yeah. McDonald's you name you name where whatever place you're working at if you have a hunger to share this gospel which is freedom the good news then share it yeah, Absolutely. And if you get in trouble, God's got your back. Mm-hmm. He's going to make sure that you're not going to be without food. Mm-hmm. You know, he, lo- he said it. He said, you know, I will always be there for you even until mm-hmm. the very end.
0: Yeah. yeah. Amen. Absolutely. So, for the facility you work at, is this a place that just anybody can go to or is it like super locked down?
2: It's locked down. Okay. Yeah.
0: And so, it's not like just anybody can go in there, but obviously God has put you there for a very specific purpose, and um, that's why we're calling the secret agents (laughs) in the government because they didn't know who they were bringing. I mean, they knew you on the physical side. They did plenty of screening all that stuff to make sure that you were good to go in. Um, However, they didn't know everything they were getting, and so God's positioned you there for a very specific purpose. So uh, be sure to be praying for Ramon as uh, he is doing what God has called him to do. Obviously, uh, working at the federal facility, plus many, many uh, more things. We mentioned One Drop Ministry that he does. Of course, he's involved with End Time and a whole lot more. So pray for he and his wife as they are uh, striving to fulfill God's given purpose in their life. So, Ramon, thank you for joining us today. We're going to get to some calls now. Uh, it's been a delight having you. And uh,
2: thank you for having let's me. Let's
0: see uh, see what happens here. We're going to first go to Pennsylvania. Stacy's watching there. Stacy, welcome to the End Time Show.
3: Hi, hi, Vince. How are you doing? Hey, Doug.
0: Hey, Stacy. Uh, we are better than we deserve. Thanks for calling.
3: <laughs> um, I'm just so happy that uh, Ramon came in to speak. To you. I just think it's so encouraging. And Ramon, I have to tell you, I think this is a God thing. So I don't know if it's confirmation for anything, but you've said mercy so many times and God gave me this ability last year as a spiritual gift to be able to draw through prophecy and I just created um I just finished my drawing And he told me for the backdrop you write mercy as much as you can so I just wanted to share that with you I didn't know if that means anything to you or not um and then I do have a question um I was a public school teacher um, now I'm teaching online, so we're kind of like a hybrid. But I understand working with government employees, how it can be on certain level, but yours definitely sounds like a much higher level. So my question for you is um, if there was any stories you had from like major pushback from anybody, and if so, at work, um, how were you able to handle it?
2: Um, I haven't had any pushback. Um because I believe that uh, God is able to control your footsteps or lead you, mm-hmm. and that spirit of discernment always leads you to the right individual. Um, if I was one of those that just came up and said, hey, I'm a Christian, I'll pray for you, well, I'm going to get in trouble. But if mm-hmm. I come around and just listen to what the Spirit says, hey, this person is hurting, go over to tell them that you'll pray for them. I'll walk up to them and let them know, are you hurting? Yeah, I am. I need prayer. Oh, hey, come over here. Let's go pray. And I begin to pray. So far, I haven't had pushback, but if I do, I'll definitely let these guys know about it. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right. Thank you so much. I appreciate talking to you, and I pray for
0: you. Thank you. Thanks, Stacey. Stacey. God bless uh, you. Bye. Yeah,
3: God
0: bless you. Bye. Ramon, hopefully coming on this show doesn't do anything bad for you, but I guess we'll find out here. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Hey, it's time for the Joe Show. Let's do it. All right. Joe in New York, welcome to In Time
5: you guys look magnificent
0: hey I've got some competition now there's another bald guy on set
5: yeah Ramon (laughs) God bless you my brother I'm proud that you are you are my brother it's nice to see a new brother thank you and to be encouraged to work you're doing That's that's magnificent that's great just keep doing Holy Spirit's got your life man just keep putting one foot in front of the other man Mm -hmm. He's got us, we are are his family. And lately, uh, last few days, uh, the Lord has me sharing with various ministries around the country. We have to live as a family. We're not just, you know, quotes, another group, Christians, Muslims, this denomination. We are God's family. We have to live as a family. And I wanna encourage everyone here in my voice we are brothers and sisters in Christ, a family. And Joe, it's funny thing-
0: you mention that. I literally wrote in my notes last night that um, we seem to struggle in the 21st century, at least in this year's church. Um, we, we've, we've almost lost the ability of brotherhood and sisterhood. That's what I wrote in my notes, thinking about. Am I open to a brother or a sister coming up and talking to me like one of my brothers or sisters? Am I, my, my blood brothers or sisters, um, but am I open to that in the kingdom? Am I willing to be brothers and sisters with the people that I worship with and uh, other people like you? And so it's interesting that you bring that up.
5: Well, that's what's been on my heart the last few days, going through our various struggles here. And I, I lean into the fact that I have a lot of brothers and sisters praying for me and getting to the next subject because in the Lord in his design has me you know stuck here in New York City and it's become total insanity this city mm-hmm. and I'm on the front lines of spiritual warfare on a nightly basis and I want to encourage and ask all the believers all my family in Christ to keep us in prayer here in New York because you got the politicians here in New York they've lost their minds they're nuts. They're mm. totally nuts. The things that they're doing. I, I'm I not think you called them a pineapple
0: head last week. Is that still true?
5: <laughs> well, it's beyond pineapple heads at this point. I, I think their brains have become petrified, mm. and I think it's demonic attacks left and right. Definitely. And uh, I've been learning a lot lately by this uh, the, this, the spirit-filled rabbi, Dr. J- uh, uh, Jonathan Kahn, who's been teaching about the spirits that go back to ancient times that are upon our nation all this stuff them attacking our children we have to stand strong man because the one the one who rose from the dead spirit is in us and we have victory in Christ and don't let anybody talk you out of it don't let anybody confuse you your life is hidden with Messiah Jesus in God the apostle Paul wrote that and we are to live that Moment to moment, wherever we are, look for every opportunity. But we are to be prayer warriors, no matter what, because the devil thinks that he's going to have some victory over us. That's a joke. That's a lie. He's a deceiver. Right. right. Amen. Well, Joe. Joe, we this.
0: appreciate your call today. Thank you Got so it? much um, for calling in and encouraging Ramon. Remember Joe in prayer. Uh, he's expressed some of the stuff that he's navigating in his life on the call when he calls in. Remember Joe in prayer today and, and in the coming weeks. Doug, he mentioned Jonathan Kahn there.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked about Jonathan Kahn in private. We're not ready to go public with some of these conversations yet, no,
3: but maybe one day we'll not.
0: do a reaction show <laughs> okay. to uh, Jonathan
4: Kahn's teaching. Okay. What do you think of that? I think that's a great idea, Vince, as long
0: as we can talk about it first. <laughs> Definitely. I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Okay, thanks. I'm just saying we've discussed this very We have, quickly. yes. Just want people have. to know that we're yes. aware, and yeah. um, perhaps we'll do a reaction show okay. on that uh, one day soon. We shall see. Uh, all right, we are going to go to Jim in the truck. Jim, welcome to the End Time Show.
1: Hey, praise the Lord, guys. How's it going? It's
0: good. Welcome.
1: Yeah, I'm going to switch gears on what I was going to say about uh, scamming having to do with the uh, digital currency coming in. And, and I just wanted to say uh, to Ramon, how you doing, Ramon? God bless you in Jesus' name.
2: I'm doing good,
0: thank you.
1: Yeah, yeah I, 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 I uh, wanted to mention about my testimony when I uh, first got saved.
0: Jim, uh, I, I, before I, you start, I just want to warn you, we're running out of time. So if you no, can make okay. it quick, uh, we don't have to cut you off
1: real quick. I just wanted to talk about, uh, I saw a guy in the National Guard way back in 1975. He didn't even look at me. He wasn't looking at me. I saw the Spirit of God resting on this man. And when we live a life that way, Steve Calandrello was his name. And that day, that very day, I got filled with the Holy Ghost speaking with tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. And within a couple of months, I went to Houghton's Pond and got baptized. But just be a light on a hill is what I wanted to say to everybody. If you're a light on the hill serving God, God's going to open the doors that you're not going to believe. But I'm very encouraged with what you're doing, Ramon. It sounds like a real uh, beautiful story, and uh, we're going to get to chat about that more in heaven. But thanks, guys. Listen, I just want to say I'm very encouraged when I see people like Ramon coming in. I love it. And uh, I, I'm like I said, God's not done with us yet. Just keep plugging away. And the, the way he's moving with you and... It's just it's very encouraging to me to hear things like that. So I love you all. Have a blessed day in Jesus' name, and, and thanks for the encouragement. I appreciate it. God bless Thank you, Jim. You, Jim.
0: Uh, Ramon, um, real quick, I think it's a yes or no question, but you can elaborate if you want. Is what, you done, what you've done with One Drop and just your ministry in general, um, is that something that is so special that just only a select few could do something like that? No.
2: No. Um actually the vision that god gave me that one drop is it's becoming to be more like a book of acts experience Mm -hmm. we've been going from home to home and the reason why we do that is because people don't have up time to come to church so if doing it at your home you can invite your neighbors so the vision is that everybody takes one drop and take that book of acts experience and just set it loose it's not only for ramon and beth it's for, the, for anybody that's hungry enough to share the gospel.
0: So anybody can do it.
2: Anybody can do it. Yeah.
0: So what are people waiting on? Exactly.
2: Good question. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're running out of time. We have less than a minute left. Um, what would you tell our audience today? Like, how would you like a departing, encouraging word?
2: Departing, encouraging word. <laughs>
0: And you can talk about Jonathan Kahn while you're at it. Okay. Outside. <laughs> I'm going um, so many emails.
2: Yeah. Um, the only thing I can say is trust in the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Amen. Let Him lead you and guide you, and He will never steer you wrong.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, Ramon, thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Um, and we're so delighted that you and your wife have been here with us. Don't forget that Understand the End Time releases this Sunday. Go to endtime.com new. Also, I'll be preaching tomorrow here in the Dallas area, in Garland, Texas, specifically. If you'd like to join us for that service, go to endtime.com slash events. All the details are listed there. You can call us at 800-END-TIME as well. And don't forget, go to watch.endtime.com or endtime.com for thousands of hours of content. It's totally free, made available to you by our partners here at Intime. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time. See you then.